We've got a new podcast that will help you get hockey smart. The Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the Locked On Sabres podcast, your Tuesday edition of the show. Joe DiBiase flying solo here. Jordan Hanskin should join me. I believe we're going to be recording tonight, which means for your Wednesday morning drive into work, you'll have us uh, breaking down the Anaheim Ducks. We are starting our series of going team by team in the NHL, looking at potential Jack Eichel trades, who it might fit best for, who it makes no sense for, and who it makes sense for on the Sabre end of things. More importantly, who they should be wanting to do business with. Um, So today... I'm going to talk about the Boston Bruins for this. And I thought this would be a good team to start with because we've been wondering and fearing the idea of Eichel eventually going to the Bruins probably since he was drafted, since he first arrived on our doorstep as the kid from Boston that was going to come in and save the day. And then as losing season after losing season piled up, it was, well, he's going to ask to be traded to Boston anytime now, right? So let's start with the Bruins. Um, We'll do that today. Couple of news items, though, before that. There is really no update on the Sabres coach search. Been all quiet since that report on Friday that the Sabres were going to be interviewing Rick Tockett and that Don Granato was still the front runner or in the mix. They were still going to be talking to college coaches. I did my top five ranking of Sabre coach candidates on Friday night, so you can go check that out uh, on our previous episode. Jordan, actually, when we do the Ducks, we're going to split up our next episode. We're going to do Jordan's top five coach candidates and we're going to break down the Anaheim Ducks as a potential Jack Eichel trade trade candidate. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll get more coach news or more coach talk coming because that's the next thing to happen with the Sabres. Free agency, draft, expansion draft, all about two months off, but the coach search is ongoing right now. I imagine even today, Kevin Adams is probably interviewing somebody. I don't know who it is. It could be the Wisconsin coach. Uh, It could be maybe Don Granato getting a a head coach interview. I don't know that they would interview him. Maybe they're interviewing Bruce Boudreaux today. I don't know. Um, But we'll get more coach talk coming on our next episode. A couple of news items here that don't pertain to the Sabres. The Edmonton Oilers get swept by the Winnipeg Jets in the first round of the playoffs. And it's funny that you it you from the outside it's like oh look at everybody else talking about Connor McDavid getting traded. We don't have to talk about Jack Eichel today. Um, everyone around the league is wondering how frustrated is McDavid. I don't think he's anywhere near to the point of where Eichel's at. I mean Eichel, it seems more likely than not that he's going to be traded. Even if I, I would still consider that to be pretty close to fifty fifty, but. Even 50-50. That's, that's enormous compared to what McDavid's chances would be. McDavid's chances of being moved this offseason have to be 1%, 2%. Is that even too much? Um, but it might be the beginning of going down the same road that the Sabres are on right now with Jack Eichel. The Oilers, even though they've made the playoffs twice with Connor McDavid, he is another step above Jack Eichel as a player. He is 
the best player we have seen since Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux, I would argue he's better than Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux ever were already. He's playing the game at a higher level than I think anybody ever has. And the team can't make it count. They can't take that and they can't, you know, they can't get anything done in the postseason when it matters. And that's actually what McDavid said in his postgame press conference after the Oilers got swept was, quote, the regular season means nothing. And comments like that, maybe that puts him in the same territory that Eichel is in. I mean, tell it to Eichel, by the way, that the regular season means nothing. Jack Eichel would kill to have the season that the Oilers just had, making the playoffs and getting swept, I think. Um, but it, it's about you know how long you've been in the league and where your organization is. And the Oilers, I, I could argue that they are just the Sabres, but McDavid is an upgraded version of Eichel, and Dreisaitl is an updated up graded version of Reinhardt and otherwise what's really different about them they both have defensemen that they overplay that actually were drafted I think back to back by the way in in the 2012 draft with Darnell Nurse and Rasmus Ristolainen they have big physical defensemen that people think should be number ones and they way overplay them I mean Darnell Nurse played 62 minutes in game four against Winnipeg he's fine he's a decent defenseman kind of like Ristolainen but you don't want him on your top pair but the Oilers got him, just like Ristolainen in here. They kind of just kind of pieced together their goaltending situation. They got a really good season out of Mike Smith, but on the on the overall throughout McDavid's career, they have not had any consistent goaltending. Uh, their blue line, even behind Nurse, I should have mentioned, has been pretty dreadful, as has the Sabres since Jack Eichel arrived. And past the couple of guys up top, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins... There's been no consistent contributor in the middle six for the Oilers. There's been no consistent contributor really even on the top line with Connor McDavid. They always have to put Dreisaitl up there because nobody can ride shotgun with 97 and put the puck in the back of the net. And that's kind of been mostly the problem for Jack Eichel also. So I think these situations are very similar. And I think the only reason really the Oilers have had somewhat more success in terms of making the playoffs twice and winning a round once um, is that McDavid is just an upgraded version of Eichel and Dreisaitl is an upgraded version of Reinhardt. And otherwise, I think they are pretty much the same. So that'll be something to track. I do not think the Sabres are going to trade for Connor McDavid. You saw a couple people throwing out, oh, we should trade Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt in a first for Connor McDavid. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would give up almost anything to get Connor McDavid because I think he is that good. And yes, for a year or two, I'm probably going to be pretty bad and he is probably going to be pretty unhappy. But just the, uh, the chance that three years from now, I've got a decent team around the best player who ever lived I would take any risk to get that done. Um, but again, I, the Oilers are not probably taking anyone's call on Connor McDavid. I would call just just to check in. Like, hey, how unhappy is he? Um, and and would, you, would you do Jack Eichel, Sam Ryan first? Like, I would even throw that, that offer their way and expect a, a quick hang-up of the phone. Uh, also going on in the playoffs, the Montreal Canadiens drop a game to the Toronto Maple Leafs in game three, so they now trail two games to one, starting to trend back towards the Leafs. They outplayed Montreal in each of the last couple of games, and Carey Price, even after game one looking great, does not look like the, the MVP Vesna level of himself that can carry Montreal through this postseason. So the Leafs are up two to one, but I... 
I picked Montreal to win this series in seven, especially after game one. And right now, if you made me bet on the exact outcome, I think I would go Leafs in five. I think the way they're playing right now, even without John Tavares in the lineup, they are just a better team than Montreal. And it's easy to buy into, oh, they could lose again in the first round because we've seen it, because they've done it four times in a row. But talent is going to overcome here. And I think that that Montreal's in trouble and that Toronto's got this in the bag. One other news item before we take a quick break and we get to Jack Eichel potentially being traded to the Boston Bruins. Kind of rating and analyzing what the Bruins are as a trade as a trade partner for Eichel. Um, super exciting news. For me especially because I am obsessed with international hockey. Something that we have been robbed of over the years by the NHL. Frank Saravelli today tweets... Sources, NHL plus NHLPA have made progress on Olympic participation for Beijing in 2022. They have received a verbal commitment from the IOC to fund travel, insurance, etc. A big previous hurdle, but it's not a legal or documented commitment and other commercial questions remain. For instance, the NHL and NHLPA have long sought permission to use footage and highlights from the games to promote, use logos, still up for discussion, much work to be done. They have not even started to draft an agreement, but progress nonetheless with dialogue ongoing. And this is, I guess I thought that it was more of a foregone conclusion than not that the NHL would go to Beijing. Of course they want Beijing to happen. They have been trying to market their game and sell their game in China for years now. It's why the LA Kings and some other team a couple years ago went over there to play preseason games. It's because Gary Bettman in the league sees that as dollars. That is an untapped market that the league thinks they can make a lot of money on. And to not send your best players to market your sport to the exact place that you're trying to sell to in the biggest stage in sporting in the world, it just makes no sense. So I think it's going to get done. This is a good sign that they're making steps towards getting it done. And I hope that it gets done. And for selfish reasons, because I think, and I have said this multiple times, and I actually look forward to with this news, hoping that sometime this offseason we could just give a whole episode of the show towards Team USA and USA Hockey because like I could do a Locked On USA Hockey podcast because I'm into it that much. This upcoming, whenever the next tournament is, this American team will be the best American team that USA Hockey has ever put on the ice if they build it correctly. If they try to do it the way Dean Lombardi and John Tortorella did at the World Cup of Hockey in 2016, throwing grinders like Justin Abdelkader on and Brandon Dubinsky, then they're going to get nowhere. But if they just go all out, they max out the amount of talent that they can have on that roster. They're never going to be as talented as Canada, but they can be as damn close as they ever have been with Austin Matthews and Jack Eichel and Johnny Goudreau and both of the Kachucks and all of the Hughes that you want to throw in there and Connor Hellebuck who I think and most would tell you right now is the best goaltender in the world right now going with the Winnipeg Jets and John Gibson by the way as his number two if you wanted that so Zach Wierenski Seth Jones like you've just got everything this USA hockey team will have everything in the centers especially because that is really the the part the the position where the U.S. team has always fallen short to Canada. And now with Matthews, Eichel, Dylan Larkin down the middle, 
you're finally competitive with Canada uh, when it comes to centermen. So I hope that it happens, and I think that it will happen. We'll take a timeout here when we come back. Jack Eichel to the Boston Bruins. Does it make any sense for the Sabres? We'll answer that question when we come back on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that come in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gum are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now, and it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gum are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on NHL Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get 20% off of all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer, warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONNHL. RockAuto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. A word for Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but you got the NBA, college hoops, the NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. For these Saber games, you could bet on the exact amount of which either the Sabres or their opponent will win by. So if you think the Sabres are going to win by exactly two, you can find odds for the Sabres winning by exactly two. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is the site. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Remember to use the promo code Locked on. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. You can check us out on Twitter. I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports. Jordan's at JR Hanskin, the podcast account at Locked On Sabres. Our first edition of our Jack Eichel rating system, the Boston Bruins. Do the Bruins make any sense for a Jack Eichel trade? Uh, going through, uh, I've got what I think would be. It, I, what I think it would take for the Bruins to get this deal done, I've got a couple of really funny uh, armchair GMs from Cap Friendly, people making up trades on Cap Friendly, what they think it would take, that are just pretty damn bad. But at the outset, when talking about the Bruins, we've, of course, I mentioned this at the top of the show, we've been wondering about Eichel and the Bruins really since he got here, because he's a kid from Boston that's grown up just with winning everything around him the Patriots winning Super Bowls and the Red Sox winning the World Series and the Celtics winning the championship and the Bruins winning the Stanley Cup all he knew as a kid growing up as a sports fan was winning championships he gets to Buffalo and the Sabres are going through in his career one of the worst stretches of hockey any NHL team's ever seen they're on a league record tied for a league record 10-year playoff drought now and they haven't even really come near the playoffs um, so I think it only makes sense that Eichel would want to go to Boston. Now, I don't think he'll get to Boston because there's no earthly reason the Sabres should do it. I don't think there's any good reason the Sabres should do it. It's one in the division, and even if the NHL changes up the division, so we see the Sabres and Bruins have been in their divisions the longest where they've been division rivals uh, throughout NHL history. Um, so division rival... It's the Bruins. You can't trade your superstar guy to the Bruins. The team that your fan base hates the most, more than anybody. That you just you can't do that. For the fan perspective, you already have such a bad relationship between the fan base and the team. If you send Eichel to Boston, that is just it couldn't get worse than that from a fan perspective. And they don't have the grade A pieces to offer that they would be willing to offer to get Eichel. They don't have these star-level prospects. They have stars that are in the lineup, but to me, the Bruins would not be willing to offer up the guys that it would take to get Jack Eichel, which is why, to me, a trade would, would just begin and end with, all right, the Bruins call the Sabres and say, all right, we are interested in trading for Jack Eichel, and Kevin Adams' response is, okay, well, to do it, you're either going to have to give up David Pasternak or you're going to have to give up Charlie McAvoy. And the Bruins are going to say, yeah, we can't do that. And that's the end of the conversation. McAvoy, 23-year-old defenseman who has developed into a top-pair guy in the league. He, by the way, speaking of Team USA Hockey, that's another guy that's going to be in the top four. Pasternak, 25 years old, is an elite winger in the league. He's the one that's more interesting to me because I think that's what I think the Bruins should do that. Pasternak, offensively, has put up similar numbers, if not even better numbers, than Eichel has. 427 points in 438 games. He's more of a goal scorer. He had 48 goals last season, his age 23 season for the Bruins, in only 70 games played. He's one of the best goal scorers in hockey. You'd probably have to put him behind Ovechkin and Matthews, and that's probably it. I think he's third after those two. So it, he might be putting up better production, but Eichel's a center. Eichel is a center, and that matters. And that carries weight. That carries extra value. And you can't just compare the numbers between these two guys. Because Eichel is a center, it matters more. And to me, the Bruins should do this trade. If it was Pasternak for Eichel straight up, Boston should do it. I don't think the Sabres... Well, 
maybe I should argue the Sabres should. Because even though he's a winger, I could argue, you're, you could probably almost easily argue this, the Sabres will not get a better player in a Jack Eichel trade than David Pasternak. They could get four pieces. The Kings offer we've talked about a lot, which is Quinton Byfield, Alex Turcott, and two first-round picks. There's a good to very good chance that one of those four pieces is a Pasternak or an Eichel-level player. But you don't know that for sure. Pasternak is, yeah, we're going center for wing, but we know we're maintaining an elite level of hockey by bringing this guy into the fold. So, to me, it is a, it's kind of a trade, a, a hockey trade that makes sense on both sides. Eichel, especially with Bergeron, you know, getting older, and with Krejci getting older, the, the Bruins have the wingers. You know, they, they, they're probably going to re-sign Taylor Hall. That seems to be where the wind is blowing. And Bergeron is 35. He will be 36 years old by next season. David Krejci is 35 years old, and his contract is up. So either he comes back or he's on a one-year deal. Either way, he's kind of taking a step back as the player. Um, well, statistically, he's not taking a step back, but goal-scoring-wise, I guess. Um so, you know what? No, never mind. Let, let me let me take that back. He's, he's about the same player he's always been. Um, but still, Krejci at 35 years old, Bergeron at 36 years old. If the Bruins want to keep their window of, of, of contention open past the next three, four years, you get Eichel. You get Eichel because you got to have the centermen in this league. And four years from now, you have no idea who's playing center for the Boston Bruins. And to me, that trade would make sense for them. So I guess that's the one deal that would make sense, but I'm pretty sure the Bruins wouldn't consider it just because of what Pasternak's done and the the amount of winning that he has done. It's tough to see it, but on paper, it makes sense. Um, the armchair GM trades at Cap Friendly that I thought were funny, Connor underscore McJesus97 has Jack Eichel for Jack Studnicka, Erho Vikanen. Vekaninen, I think it's Vekaninen, and two first-round picks. So Vekaninen was Boston's 18th overall pick in 2017, three seasons in the AHL, 31 points in 95 games. Not good. He's got the draft capital, but not much going on since. So kind of a failing prospect, it seems. An Alex Nylander type of development. Uh, Stanika has been ranked by, by many as Boston's number one prospect. Now, he is nowhere near the level of number one prospect that other teams have, like the Kings or the Rangers. But Stanika, Boston's second-round pick in 2017, good production with the Providence Bruins in the AHL, but hasn't translated to the NHL game yet. Three points in 20 games for Boston this season. So maybe he develops into a top-six player, but he has not done it just yet. So out of 10, I would give that trade a 2.4. Now, Dom underscore Sweely has got a funny one, too, at Cap Friendly. Jack Eichel for Jake DeBrusque, Brandon Carlo, Charlie McAvoy, Jack Stadnicka, Jacob Zaboral, Daniel Vladar, and two first-round picks. Just a bunch of stuff. Just a grab bag of a bunch of, you know, pretty valuable stuff. It's not like these are nothing pieces. Um, it's a bunch of B-minuses. It's a bunch of B-minus players. DeBrusque middle six guy pretty good Brandon Carlo all right like second pair defenseman Charlie Coyle veteran but yeah third good third line center it's gonna be hard to beat a third line center like Charlie Coyle Jackson Nick I just mentioned their top prospect Jacob Zaboro kind of a failing first round prospect but you take a flyer on him and then Daniel Vladar a, a 
young goaltender that is ready to step into the NHL that the Sabres actually were trying to get from the Bruins at the deadline, but were not able to because Boston's got no goalies for next year. So you get a goalie too, and you get two first-round picks. It's a bu- two late first-round picks, by the way. Bunch of B-minus stuff. And because there's no A piece in there, I would give that a 4.1 out of 10. I would not do that deal. I would give it a 4-1. A um, Whaler, 7-9-9-7. Jack Eichel and Rasmus Ristolainen for Jake DeBrusque, Charlie Coyle, Craig Smith, Charlie McAvoy, Erho Vikaninen, Daniel Vladar, three first-round picks, a second, and a third. I'd give this one a little bit higher, 5.9 out of 10, because I have one A piece coming back. I've got McAvoy coming back, and I've got three first-round picks, and I've got DeBrusque and Coyle and, and Vladar, the goalie. So it's enticing. I still wouldn't do it. 5.9 out of 10. I want more than one grade A piece for Jack Eichel. And I think that just throwing that much stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks is kind of a cover for, yeah, we're giving you a bunch of stuff that's probably not going to be all that great. It's going to be pretty good, but not going to be great for you. And to me, I'm not trading Eichel for that. Ristolainen is a throw-in. I don't even care about that at this point. Um, he's the third-round pick for all I care. But I would want more than that. I, and that's why I think a Boston trade just really doesn't make sense because I think it's got to be Pasternak. I don't think a trade with the Boston Bruins makes any sense for the Buffalo Sabres unless David Pasternak is included uh, in the deal. So to me, if I were to rate the Boston Bruins as a trade partner, I would say damn near impossible to get a deal done because there's only one deal that makes sense and it is Pasternak for Eichel and I don't think that the Boston Bruins would offer up Pasternak. All right, that's going to do it for me on today's podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will get Jordan's thoughts on the Bruins a little bit, but we're going to spend more time on the Ducks on our next episode. So come back for that. You're in the Lockdown Savers podcast with Joe DiBiase, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.